Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Darkness Within Radio. Tonight I have with us our guest, Becky Ratliff, and I also have as my co-host, Heather McIntyre, who will be basically um, running the show tonight. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Thank you for coming. Okay, well, thank you, Judy, for that introduction, and I just want to let our audience know that I'm very happy to be back here on The Darkness Within, and I'm especially happy to be talking with Becky tonight. Becky is a psychic medium, and we're going to spend the first hour or so talking about that, and then if anyone would like to call in, Becky would be happy to speak to you. And give us, give you a little bit of a reading. We don't have a lot of time for those, but we will have a a short bit. Uh, Becky, I am pretty much new to this. I mostly do, pardon me, but the serial killers, so you are something completely different. Um, So can you tell us just really what is a psychic medium? Because I've only been hearing that phrase in the last few years. Okay, and thank you for having me tonight. Um, The word psychic has to do with anything that's metaphysical. So if you have any kind of gifts at all, people want to tag you as a psychic. So psychic basically is just a word. It's everything that comes after it as to what pertains to your gifts. And Mm -hmm. I am a medium. Um, I do have other gifts as well, but um, a medium, what a medium does is... um, we actually connect to the other side and talk mm-hmm. to um, your family members or your loved ones that have crossed on before us, and they mm-hmm. correspond through me. Um, when I'm giving the reading, it's, of course, it's my voice, but um, it's still not me talking. And I kind of use, the, I use a phrase that says, when spirit checks in to talk to you, they check into my brain like it's a hotel, and I check out. And when they're done talking, I check in, and they check out. So, okay. Now, do you remember what the spirits have told you when they're checked in? I remember things that are tragic. I remember things mm-hmm. that are funny. I remember things that are embarrassing. And I remember things that touch my heart. Other than that, I do not remember your reading. Okay, so kind of like us throughout our lives. Those are the things we really carry with us. Right, So when the spirit is with you, you carry those really four important categories. Exactly. Okay, now now, just like I said, for the audience who is uh, listening, so some of the other psychic gifts might be clairvoyant or telepathic or sensitives. Is that right? Well, they, a sensitive is another word that they use instead of psychic. So oh. if somebody is a sensitive, it means that they have gifts, and it can be one gift or multiple gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are, have higher vibrations and 
than in one of their gifts more so than other ones of their gifts. Um, mm-hmm. So when people refer to a sensitive, they're actually referring to somebody that has the gifts. They're trying to get away from that word psychic because yeah. the word psychic okay. has a tendency to make make people think that we're reading their minds. Exactly. That's, that's that was my next case. question. Yes. Can you read my mind? <laughs> yes. No, I cannot. <laughs> no, good. Good, because you don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's why, like I said, I feel like they're trying to get away from the word psychic. And, mm-hmm. and as a medium, some people call it channeling since I talk to spirits on the other side. But okay. being a medium and talking to them is the same thing as channeling them. So there's different words that get used throughout the metaphysical community, but mm-hmm. some of them very much mean the same thing. Okay, well, you good. Could, Thank you, you for clarifying use, that. Uh-huh. You could use uh, my situation with my horse that I just lost this afternoon, you know? Mm-hmm. You could okay. use that. Uh, Listeners, an example, Judy you know? had a, a great loss this afternoon and just found out about it, which is why I'm here on the radio for the most part this evening. And that is that her beloved horse, uh, Dee Dee, has passed away suddenly and with no warning. Uh, and Dee Dee was very close, Dee Dee and Judy were very close and they communicated very clearly. And this was such a big loss, and I want to say that, that Becky picked up on that right away. Uh, why don't Judy, you and Becky tell us a little bit? Well, Judy passed away. She just dropped and died, and I had asked Becky if she saw her, and yes, Becky saw her, and she's running around in the field up there over the Rainbow Bridge, as we call it. And she's having a good time, you know, and I'm glad. But I'll, right. she will be greatly missed, you know. Yes. She was a big yes. part of my life. And it, and, oh. the, and what I heard was I was able to give Judy a description. I always like to be able to make sure that I'm seeing or talking to the person that you're referring to because I don't mm-hmm. always get names. Uh, they use my body, actually. Uh, which is called being clear as sentient, which means nothing more than clear feeling. Um, ah. All of the clear words, if you just replace it with clear, is what it means. So clear. Oh, clear, so a clear uh, sentient, yeah. a clairvoyant. Yeah. That's that's another good thing to right. know. Thank so you. Clairvoyant um, just means clear seeing. Mm-hmm. Good. And Judy, how did you feel when Becky was able to share what Dee Dee was doing uh, with you? I felt happy that she was happy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's running around, and everything Becky told me what she was doing, I could picture her doing it. You know, right. she was always the leader of the herd, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, so that always. must have been a big sense of relief. Yeah, it was. You know, it's not saying that I'm not going to miss her. Oh, right. you know? <laughs> hmm. I'll always love her. But it was a great relief to find out she was running around and she was like the leader. And looking yes. back at the other horses, because that's what she did in life. Yes. No matter where she went, what barn she went to, she was always 
the main mayor, you know, <laughs> the boss mayor, as we say. <laughs> yes, she is. Well, you know that women are always right. <laughs> well, I thought yeah, I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. But yes. there were times, Becky, when she had to fight for her position, you know. Yes. And I know she's with Ali. Yes. That had, uh, what do they call it, Heather, CPM? Yeah, and moon blindness. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ali was blind, Ali was blind on, on one side. Okay. Right. And Desi, he got put down when he really didn't need to be put down. He got put down. And, I mean, both of those geldings were her buddies. Yes. You yeah. know? And she led the herd at that barn. I was just going to say, with with Ollie's sight like that, I would tell you that Dee Dee knew that and picked up on that and would lead Ollie around if there were things yes, that she, she could was. She yes, would lead she her was. to the things that she needed to see and know about. She also kept her out of danger where she couldn't see from one side. Right. That's what she did. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And if while they were while girl. they were here on this earth, that's what she did. She led Ollie around because he was, he was blind in one eye. Um, it was also an older pony that I still don't know why he's still alive, but he, you know, that's beside me. He should have <laughs> been gone a long time ago. Well, but, I don't um, know if you ever noticed, Judy, but when Dee Dee walked with Ollie, if you think about it, I would be willing to bet you that she walked on the side that he was blind on because she was his sight for that eye that was not working. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. I yep. knew that. Because that's what you I could know. see. I could see her walking um, just on one side of him more than than the other. She was she was very, very depressed when Ollie was put down. Mm-hmm. And then she be, became very good friend with Desi, who was another one of my friend's horses, you know, Ali's owner. Uh-huh. She became friends with him and one of the other mares out there really kicked him good one time and the vet told her that his pelvic bone was broken. There's no way to fix it. And by the time we found out the real truth about what was going on through my vet, through Didi's vet, um, it was too late. Desi was gone. Uh-huh. So I know... She's running the fields with Ollie and Desi just like she did here on Earth yes. with Ollie and Desi. Absolutely. You know? And she's leading the pack. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, the, she's the greatest, to me, the greatest comfort is that no one's in pain, no one's blind, no one's sore. Uh, they, are, they are ready to go. Yes, they and are. And that's the gone. way it is. <laughs> So, uh, Dee Dee had um, some laminitis issues, uh-huh. and she got due to a stupid vet and a raggedy old farrier. Oh, they worked; to, those two worked together. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> and the farrier cut her heel down too short, which oh. made her lame. Yes. Not only that, I allowed a friend of mine to use her on penning cows one time and she pulled her back left uh, Achilles hamstring. Okay. Yes. 
and she had a lot of pain there, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this mayor knew how to get out of work. It's like, okay, I'm going to be sore today. I feel feel like I'm going to be sore (laughs) because I don't want to work, you know? (laughs) Animals are very smart. (laughs) Yes, yes, they are. I had one who, when he didn't want to work, uh, would go just a few feet outside of the barn and then start coughing. Oh, gosh. And I started putting him away, and so it's don't let him do that. Mm-hmm. So I I uh, kicked him up one day and made him go past, and he was perfectly fine. But yeah. he would try it every once in a while. They're just like kids. They see what buttons they, they are, can push. <laughs> they are. Exactly, they are indeed. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, she worked hard for me. I can't, the years that I had her, I can't say she wasn't the joy of my life because she was. And uh-huh. I... Mm. have recent pictures up to last month of her. And, I mean, when they first got her in, she'd bang her head against the stall because she was never locked up in a stall before. And when she came into the auction house, they locked her up in this stall and she banged her head and banged her teeth. And she was the greatest thing on earth that I ever had in my life. Well, She's she not on earth, me. but she still the greatest her. thing that you have. Yes, she is. So, yes, and, and she, she always will be. She'll hold that special place in your heart all the time. Yes, she so, will. And you will hear her whinny at times, just to let you know. Oh, I know I will. Yeah. So. I'll hear her nickering. I'll hear her whinny. I'll mm-hmm. hear everything about her, you know? Yes. So, yeah, she's, like I said, I, it's, it's like I'm when sorry I... sorry to be crying, but this is, like, the worst thing that I ever wanted to hear. It's hard on us when we lose anything like that, when we're attached, whether it be people or animals. It, it's very hard to release that and let them go. Um, I mean, you know, she traveled all over with me. She went from Massachusetts to Connecticut to South Carolina, back up to Connecticut, back out to Michigan. It's like. Well, she was well-traveled, so that's good. <laughs> a lot she of was like a big dog. She liked to travel. <laughs> that's right. And Judy never left her behind. And I just want to say again, Becky, and to all our audience, is that there's such a sense of connection and relief and to know that that Dee Dee could speak through you, could show through you to Judy how happy she is and comfort Judy with that that vision. Thank you. I can't mm. take credit though. I couldn't do this without a higher power. <laughs> well right. okay. That higher power uh gave you a wonderful gift. Yes. And you're, you're sharing it with the world. And I love, I love to share it with the world. I love what I do. Um, it gives me great joy. I choose to give people messages and comfort. How did you actually get into this, Becky? When did you first realize well, your gifts? Actually, um, it might be kind of tough for some people to hear, but I'm fine with it, so... I don't mind sharing it, but sometimes it's hard for others. But it actually started at the age of three. Um, Of course, at that time, I didn't realize what it was. I was too young. But I can remember watching what was going on. And I was being molested by an uncle. 
Um, so my angels were taking me out of body, basically. It's like I would be sitting in a chair watching what was happening, but not feeling it or knowing what was going on. And, right. Um, uh, then I always had um, my imaginary friends, and, and which were my angels. Um, I started getting in trouble for it probably around the age of six or seven, I would say, because I was told I was getting too old to still have imaginary friends, and, you know, I needed oh, to no. my imaginary friends <laughs> to kind of go away. But I had pretty much lived um, an abusive life uh, style to some extent. Um, uh, every relationship, the, the molestation went on to the age of 12, um, and my uncle wow. was killed in a construction accident. And um, oh. so it, it seemed like once I was old enough to date, every relationship I, am, I was in was abusive. And, and, of course, it didn't start out that way. But when I was mm-hmm. 19, I was gang raped. And um, I, um, when I was 20, I had a nervous breakdown after that. And I was put in the hospital, and they all, well, I don't, they call it a nervous breakdown. I was talking to my angels again, and they thought I had lost my mind. So mm-hmm. I got put in a hospital uh, for that. And I was in a hospital for quite some time. Um, once they released me, they felt that I was not seeing things, so to speak. Um, right. I went home, and within a month, I was put back in because I started talking to my angels and things again. And um, they pretty much took it away from me. So for some years, even though I knew that there were things that were going on and I knew about the metaphysical world and they would talk to me, I would not talk back to them verbally or out loud. I would Why communicate sure. with them inside. And mm-hmm. um, about, mm, I would say, 10 years ago, um, I was sitting in church. It was right after my husband had passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Well, no, I take that back. It was after my baby sister passed away because my husband and my sister passed a year apart, same day. Oh, goodness. And um, I was sitting in church, and um, they were singing, and I was standing there, and I had a friend with me, and I heard very clearly, Becky, you are not alone, you're never alone, and it's time for you to go to work. And I'm like, what? So I said to my friend, Terry, I said, what did you just say to me? And she didn't answer me, so I tapped her, and I said, Terry, what did you say to me? She said, nothing, I'm singing. I said, you didn't just say to me that, Becky, you're not alone, you're never alone, and it's time to go to work? And she said, no. And I sat down and I said, oh, my God, they're back. So Mm -hmm. since then, they have been with me, and there's nobody to stop me. Um, There's no one that says, you know, you can't do this. There's nobody that says you can't talk to people or others. Mm -hmm. And so I've carried it on, and I've been back out into the communities. I've been invited to many different areas of the U.S. for lectures, to do lectures. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. And um, many different expos. I've been contacted to be a part of their event. Uh, Many that I found out about that I just joined. And since I started the expos now, I get contacted a lot um, through other other expos that they would like to have me at their event. Um, So that's kind of how it all got started and then kind of got a got. The skids put on, and then it came back out. And then two and a half wow. years ago, I had a near-death experience. And, mm-hmm. um, I'd had, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I'd had my gallbladder removed, and I ended up with a septus infection. And mm-hmm. um, I was in the hospital for two months. They uh, had two different drain tubes in my lung, and then they started aspirating. I was, they didn't think I was going to make it. And I had a visitor in my room with me the day that it happened, and she said I sat straight up in my bed, and 
I was like in and out of consciousness. And she said, I sat straight up in my bed and I said that I was seeing things that no one else had ever seen before. And I remember the feeling of it. It was kind of odd because of the fact that, like I said, I was kind of in and out of consciousness. But I can remember a feeling, feeling like I was in an elevator going downward. And then suddenly, an Archangel Michael and Raphael is who's, who came and got me. And I asked them where we were going, and they said that we were going to the Valley of Death. And I said, oh, I'm passing. And they said, no. So when we got to the Valley of Death, I'm like, where am I? Because it was beautiful. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. And they said, we're in the Valley of Death. And I said, so I'm passing. And they said to me again, no. And at that time, Jesus appeared and took my hand. And I said, how can this be the Valley of Death? It's beautiful. I mean, it was, it was just like the grass was like velvet and the flowers. You can't even explain the colors. They're so vibrant. And mm-hmm. he said, because there is no death, there's only transition. And with that, we went through the veil. And um, I, I could not see God's face, but I could see the brightness and I could hear him very clearly. And um, he said, my child, you belong to me. And I'm like, wow, I, I, I fit in. I belong. I'm not crazy. And mm-hmm. so I asked him if I was staying and, and God said to me, no. Some many years ago, I set you on a path, and now you have a journey to complete for me. And with mm-hmm. that, Archangel Michael and Raphael took me back to my bed and laid me down. They both bent over and kissed me on my forehead, and uh, they said they would never leave me, and they have not. And I have to tell you, anybody that gets kissed on the forehead, it's the most spiritual kiss you can have because that's your third eye. So oh. it's, it's awesome to have kisses in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of okay, how, well, how it worked and how I took off. I have a question for you, Beck. Uh-huh. Um, as everybody knows, my dad passed away in 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he was basically the last one out of his family to pass away. Uh-huh. And my uncle Eddie who was one of the younger brothers of his, mm-hmm. uh, died in a plane crash during World War II. Oh. Do you know if they're together? Because my Uncle Eddie was actually buried out in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if him, my dad reunited with his family or not and if he's happy or not you know it makes no difference where our body is put because our body and our soul are two different things right and so the body is just a shell that protects the soul so to speak um but yes they are together and actually your uncle eddie met your dad as he was coming through um so he did help him transition now i will tell you that i mean with your uncle eddie i I, before you even said what, I was hearing like crumbling metal crashing sounds and, and I heard very quick, which told me that he passed suddenly. Uh, with your dad, I don't get that it was a sudden passing and how they show me that is the big muscles in my back ache. And when I get that, that ache in my back, it means that somebody had gotten sick and they kind of went downhill, not meaning necessarily no. that they were bedfast, but that, you know, they could spend some time not 
living their life the way they would like to. So that tells well, me my that dad, the passing was my slower. Dad, when, my dad, when he passed, and you're right, he, he, well, my dad was bedridden. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how he would have chosen to go. Right. He was actually in a medically induced coma because uh-huh. he could not eat any longer, and I had to make that decision where he, I had to withhold food from him. Okay, and before you say any more else, anything else, let me just say, <clears throat> excuse me, let me just give you this validation. As your dad was ill, there was a lot of different things that was going on, and when he passed, it was even though it didn't seem sudden, his soul did leave his body quickly, and the reason that that is is because all of his organs started shutting down. Yep. And as his organs started to shut down, Archangel Azrael, who is our angel, if you want to call it death, I don't like to call it death because there really isn't death, but he is our angel that takes and gathers our soul, as well as our guardian, guardian angels are with Archangel Azrael. And so they were already taking him as the body shut down because the soul never feels the pain. Okay, If the brain okay. says you hurt, well. you hurt. So the body hurts. But the soul I have feel a that problem pain. with the angel Azrael. Uh huh. Um, Archangel Azrael. Yes. If he w- he was actually under Lucifer, um, as we know him, Satan. Okay, uh-huh. and we know Satan or Lucifer was the most beautiful angel in heaven, uh, yes. and his pride got to him. Mm-hmm. So he was cast out of heaven. But you know who overtook Ar- who overtook Lucifer? Who? Archangel Michael. He was With his fiery sword, Michael. Called the seven. No, but actually, actually, Lucifer, aka Satan, mm-hmm. is the ruler of hell. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Well, if you look up Lucifer. And I actually have the picture with the names under it, and mm-hmm. Azrael is under it. And mm-hmm. if my dad got carried off by Azrael, it's probably because of what my dad did to me in the past. Okay, but let I don't I don't want to get into a whole bunch of religion here, but let me just explain something really quick. When when Satan tried to overtake heaven, so to speak, Archangel Michael was put in charge of getting him cast out. There are seven angels that were the most powerful warriors that were in charge of casting Satan out of heaven. The, right. And since he was, since Satan at one time was the largest, most powerful, most beautiful angel, all of the archangels were under him. Not just Archangel Azrael. All of the angels, archangels, guardian angels, every angel was under him. Okay, so they can't list all of the names there. But when he tried to overpower and take out and was cast out, then all of those angels that he was trying to control had their lives back where they were, or their souls back, whatever you want to call it, where they were back to being the most beautiful part of heaven and the protector of God that there is. So in all honesty, Every one of them used to be under Satan. But now Archangel Michael is the most powerful. However, Archangel Sandophon is the largest. Wow. Right. <laughs> I teach angels and guides, so. 
That's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah. boy, we can learn more than uh, than just about what a psychic medium is Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. And that's wonderful. And the thing of it is, the reason that there's 15 that people are most familiar with, with the archangels, but there are many, many more than just those 15. And every archangel's name ends in E-L except for Sandalphon and Metatron. And people refer to Archangel Sandalphon and Archangel Metatron as twins. They were not really? really yes. They were not really twins, but the reason that they've been given the twin status is because God granted them archangel status when they walked on the face of the earth because they lived a perfect life just as Jesus did. So he ascended them into heaven and gave them archangel status. It was actually Enoch and Elijah when they were on earth. Right. So that's why their names do not end in EL. And all the EL means is of God. But, I mean, um, so therefore, Azrael, who is basically under Lucifer, came and got my dad? Yes, but that doesn't mean that your dad went to hell. He he is the collector no, of our Azrael, souls. Now, from what up. I understand, they take the souls and they're like lost souls walking upon, upon this earth. They, he is in charge of taking every soul to heaven, but he, I don't know how else to refer to it, as, but that's the, the first realm I always call it the hospital. So if people did things in this lifetime that they weren't supposed to do, such as molesters, rapists, murderers, so on, so on, or people had, nowadays they call it bipolar or mental issues or well, I don't. Things. I personally, I don't think... My dad made it into heaven because he molested me from the age of eight till I was 18. Okay. And you can believe that, and I won't try to convince you of anything different, but I can tell you he is in heaven. <laughs> I can tell you he is in heaven because he had to go okay, to the first he, realm to he be was, to be healed. He was a good – my dad was a good man outside of that. He was a very, very good man, helped everybody, anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I, the first realm, I call it the hospital. So people that do things that they don't understand why they did things that were not what we consider right or morally correct, so to speak, they go to that first realm to learn to forgive themselves and to learn why they did the things that they did. And once they can heal themselves by loving themselves again and forgiving themselves for what they did in a physical body, then they can move on into the heavenly realm, which, like I said, your dad is in the heavenly realm. But I will tell you that your father was also molested, and that's why he did the things that he did. Well, from the stories I heard about my his father, mm-hmm. I can believe it. Yeah, not good story. I I never met. We call him Papa. I never ever ever met Papa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know exactly what Papa did to him. Mm-hmm. Before my dad went into the service, I have no yeah. idea. I'm hearing addiction, so I feel like there was a big alcohol situation that was going on, and he also was extremely abusive. But it was a cycle of life that your papa was also abused, and so that gets carried through until somebody decides yeah, well, to break that circle. Nana was um, there, and also I, I never, ever, ever until my cousin recently sent me pictures of Nana standing up on her feet. 
I never saw Nana standing on her feet. I remember Nana sitting in the wheelchair in the corner in the kitchen, okay? Uh-huh. That's where she stood. That's where she sat all day, all night. Um, my Uncle Johnny, who also passed, was living with her. And he was a big-time alcoholic. I mean, he used to take me to the clubs in New Britain before I was even old enough to drink, uh-huh. you know? Uh, my Uncle Sig, which was their brother also took me to the clubs, mm-hmm. okay? He was a big-time alcoholic. Well, so, I can see your papa sitting in the taverns back in the olden days when they were taverns in western towns. I can see him <laughs> sitting, actually, in a tavern and downing shots of whiskey. And and the... the I the, can see the him sitting in the taverns in Sicily, Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, those could those could look very, and I just want to intervene here for one second, um, and, and remind our listeners that you know Judy's understanding of the angelic and the demonic, and is very different from uh, from uh, it's so we all run into those things where we have an understanding and this person has an understanding, uh-huh. and we don't want it to be an argument. No, uh, no you know, we may learn it, from it. and What it is is the way I feel in the paranormal world, because I'm into the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I look at it is like everybody has their own opinion. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit here and argue with somebody that this is this and this is that. No, I see what I exactly. see. If I see nothing, I'm going to tell you it's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I, I see nothing. Right. And that's the best way I could describe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people come back on me where they sent me pictures, and they're pictures of orbs, and I, wanna, I feel like I want to send them a can of pledge and a dust rag, okay? Uh-huh. That's the way I feel at this point in time. Because every orb they call a spirit. Not every orb is a spirit. Yes, you do have orbs that come out in spirit, you know, spirits that come out in orb form. And I agree with that. (laughs) And I had it once explained to me, and I'm going to tell you how I had it explained to me. I had gone to Old Newgate Prison, and at the time, that particular day that I went, the warden's house across the street was opened up, so... I went up there and I took a picture of this beautiful antique dresser. And on it was a bunch of orbs. And this is when I was new in the field. And uh, so I took the picture to Lorraine Warren. And she said to me, honey, those are not orbs. That's just dust. (laughs) And it broke my heart. There were 95 orbs. I counted every single one. There were 95. <laughs> and Lorraine Warren said, honey, those are not orbs. Those are, that's dust. <laughs> and it broke mm-hmm. my heart. So she more or less told me what a real orb looked like. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you take an onion and cut it in half and you got like the round circles, Mm-hmm. which would be the nucleus. Right. If an orb has that in it, then you got a true orb. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't got nothing but dust. 
<laughs> and for those of you that are listening, you take a picture of it or that's fine. I just recently, like in the past year, Becky, and this is what cracked me up, somebody called themselves an orbologist. What the hell is an orbologist? Well, I don't know. I've never heard of such a thing, so. <laughs> yeah. But and, wow. and talking about that, the thing of it is is that, you know, there's different areas of the metaphysical that, that we each, our, our vibrations may be higher in, I'll put it that way. And, mm-hmm. and see, I, I really don't know anything about the paranormal. I mean, I understand that they're spirits, of course, because I talk to them and I can see them. But as far as to go in and to investigate and things like that, I don't do any of that. That's like that's right. not what I'm supposed to do. So Judy would be much more well-versed on that than I would be. Um, but in, now on my side of it, since I work with the angels and things, then, you know, my vibrations may be a little higher than Judy's when it comes to that. So we learn from each other and we work together. But the biggest thing that I, that I would say, and I'm sure that Judy's going to agree with me with this, is you have to learn to respect each other's opinions. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they're necessarily exactly. right, but we all exactly. have our beliefs because our guides and angels are our highest power. But I mean, I call see, it, work with us differently. I see people on Facebook, okay, you disagree with them, and they want to start a big argument. It's like, for what? What reason? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, um, like in my group, for instance, I'm going to give you an instance here. I had some, one guy post a picture of an orb, and it was red, and then him and this other guy got a conflict over it, and then the other guy finally said, well, water is to ice as ice is to water, and I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? (laughs) You know? Well, I just tell people, I respect your opinion, so I just ask you to respect mine. And, and, And I said, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I don't try to convince you that I'm right. I can only tell you what your angels give me and what I hear from spirit. And and that's right. where I leave it. Right. And I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. You know, I knew you would um, agree with me. <laughs> I, re- I don't disagree with anybody. I mean, your opinion is your opinion, and that's how it goes. You know, I mean, everybody has an opinion in this field. Mm-hmm. And, so, and everyone is going to have a, a slightly different experience right. in the field. Right, exactly, exactly. It's not like, Heather, it's like if you go out there and take a picture of an area and I take a picture at the same time in the same area, what I see, you may not see. Mm-hmm. What you see, I may not see. So it's like, Everybody has a different opinion in the area. Now, if right. I call somebody like Becky and I said, hey, look, we're out here and Heather took this picture and I took this picture and she sees this and I see that, Becky will see something different or have a different feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we 
I guess what I'm trying to say is like we all need to maybe get together and agree on the one thing, you know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. Right. And tonight um we're we're listening to Becky and um whether you agree or not, she has some wonderful wonderful things to share. Becky, you were talking yes, about um, some terrible abuse that you went through uh-huh. and how your gift was actually uh, diagnosed as a psychotic break, exactly. not, uh, not angels to protect you. Uh, so at some point after the hospitalizations and, and that time in church, uh, your angels were there in, in a believable way that right. let you have faith in them back back. Like, what happened from that point? Um, I hit the ground running. I mean, they, <laughs> we, we train our angels and guides the same as they train us. They can be too loud. They can overwhelm us. They can be too quiet. Um, you know, if they're too loud, we, have, we need to tell them, wait a minute, you're too loud, settle down. Or they started overwhelming me because it's like you have all this work you need to be doing. So I will tell you I've not been to any type of metaphysical schools. I've never studied anything of what I do it's all been handed down to me through spirit so Mm -hmm. I'm like okay guys I cannot handle all of this so I said let me start saving it in my favorites in the computer and as we complete one task we can move to the next task and so through meditation that's that's what happened and I can't even tell you how many things are in my favorites yet because they'll still come (laughs) every once in a while say okay this you need to add this. And I'm like, okay, I will. We'll get to it. Mm. But, you know, so, but, um, and that's when I also work on a psychic line. And I have changed my hours on there because they have been on my case big time that I need to get back to teaching. So I am going to be starting my classes back up. And wow. um, so I changed my schedule on that psychic line um, for that, that particular reason so that I can get back to the teaching. But um, like I said, I mean, they just, I went to, it was called a paranormal meetup, actually, and they had psychics there or people that had different gifts and things, and um, the second time there, they asked me if I would like to start reading for people, and so they gave me a little room by myself, and people started coming to me, and I, they built my confidence, my angels built my confidence, not the people, and, mm-hmm. um, and within a year, I was back out into the public and I do phone readings. I do Skype readings. I go to places to do readings. People come to my home for readings. Um, certain events that I go to that are rather large events, I pre-schedule clients because I have so many people that want to come and see me. Um, so I will pre-schedule ahead of time and I just post it on Facebook that I'm pre-scheduling. But, um, wow. two years ago I was out on the Queen Mary and, um, I had been invited out there uh, to an expo called the Beyond Expo, and um, they wanted me to lecture and be a part of their group, and they wanted me to lead a uh, seance, um, which I did. And um, I just, I mean, I love what I do, but I know that my guides and angels are with me always, and I learn to trust what they tell me because in the beginning when I first started back out in it, there would be different people that would 
come to me, and that's why I said I remember those four quality things there, if you want to call them quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they have embarrassed me, believe me. And I'm like, oh, no. you really want me to say that to somebody, you know? And oh. they broke me of that. I was on my way to work one morning, and they had said something to me, and I'm, I'm like, really? And, they, and I heard very loudly again, trust, and I'm like, okay, I'm trusting. That whole day, the rest of the way to work, when I got to work, there's a machine that goes bump, bump, bump. In time with that and all the way home, all I heard was trust, 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 Oh, trust. wow. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Okay. Right. They were making their point so very clear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so now if I hesitate with something as they're saying it, I, I hear trust very loudly. And it's, mm-hmm. it happens so quickly that you wouldn't necessarily hear the break or the pause, but mm-hmm. I, I do. And when I right. first started oh, reading again, they were, they would talk to me so quickly that I couldn't keep up with them. And so they started putting a screen in front of the, like on the person, person's forehead, like a marquee, mm-hmm. and it would scroll down <gasps> and I would read it. But, oh, my. Wow. But once they got me in tune, so to speak, more that where my angels and guides and myself got in tune with each other, at what speed we needed to be at, then they took that screen away. Wow. I don't, I don't see that now. But okay. So they really provided you with what you needed Absolutely. to learn and then to move on to being able to do it without the essentially written word exactly. in front of you. Exactly. That's, that's amazing. So, but I, I'll that, tell you one of amazing. the funny stories. I had been. I was at this little tiny expo, and this girl came to see me, and she really liked me well. So she visited me at an expo that was in her area at another time, and then she came to see me at this little tiny small fair again. And uh, that would have been the second time that, or the third time I had seen her. And she's sitting there, and and I'm going through her whole reading and everything, and suddenly I heard tell her to put socks in the microwave and put them on her hands, and I'm like, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, it hit me so funny that it was like I, I jumped into, into the hotel with them, so to speak. And I started laughing, and I'm, I'm like, really? And they, they said, trust. And I'm like, I'm trusting, but I can't tell her that. And they're like, yes, you can. And so she finally said to me, her name was Sandy, and she said, what is so funny? And I said, you're going to think I've lost my ever-loving mind, but I'm going to tell you. And I said, they told me to tell you to take socks and put them in the microwave and then put them on your hands. Well, she started laughing, too, and both of us were laughing so hard. And finally, she said, I know what they're talking about. She said, I'm in massage therapy school, and our teachers just told us that yesterday, to either put gloves or socks in the microwave and warm them up and then put them on our hands because it helps to take the soreness away. And I'm like, I wanted to just, like, kind of brush my forehead and say, phew. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you for telling me to trust you, and I will never question that again. (laughs) So, like I said, our angels and guides, our personal angels and guides, take on our personality because Mm -hmm. that's what we resonate with. You know, we resonate sure. with people oh, uh, that are like us, so to speak. And I love right, that right, word. Exactly. I love that word. And uh, that's, you know, so, so they sort of take on our personality. And I am a Gemini, so I can be a little crazy and, um, <laughs> and, and, and very fun-loving. So Yeah, um, we all know about them Geminis. I oh, was married yes. to one, and I divorced them because we couldn't get along, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which, well, let me just ask you this. Which one of them couldn't you get along with? <laughs> 
Yeah, because there's two parts to every Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. One of them. <laughs> so, but um, like I said, it, it it's just, it's it amazes me. Every time it amazes me. I don't care how many, re- I can't even tell you how many thousands of readings I've done in the last 10, 11 years. And mm-hmm. but it never ceases to amaze me. It just never ceases to amaze me. Mm. So I did a okay. party a week ago. Well, not well, I, have a, I have a good friend of mine that's um, who's basically going through a lot of stuff. I mean, and I've been told that he has uh, federal warrants coming down uh-huh. because of what he's been doing on the Internet. I'm not mentioning no names. No, that's fine. You know? Uh-huh. And... He would like to know because his phone is not with him right now. It's in the car two blocks away because they're redoing his parking lot. If how how true that actually is, because this is what I've been told. How true is it that there's federal warrants coming down? Yeah. Well, it, there definitely is a huge investigation. I'm not sure that it's to the warrant stage yet. They're not showing me that piece of paper, but I do feel that there is there's trouble on the horizon is what they're saying to me. So he needs to be prepared for that and he needs to have all of his ducks in a row. So when it would get to that point um, before any type of court hearings or anything like that, he's, he needs to have it together. But he also, I'm also hearing that he needs to not have fear because fear can manifest it into what he doesn't want it to be. Right. Now, I will also explain that this year, 2016, adds up to a nine. Nines are about endings, okay? So this year, we all should be purging and letting go of things that no longer serve us for our highest good. That can be physically, mentally, emotionally, or materialistically. But we need to kind of let those things go because next year, we'll add up, 2017 will add up to a one, and ones are about new beginnings. Um, and new right. things coming our way. And we're also in a very big shift again this year. Uh, but that's, and so it's a bumpy year, and it's a bumpy year for everybody. But, but um, is, I mean, like, he, he is just, he going to jail because of this? Okay, Judy, you know I'm honest. You know that I'm, I'm going to give you exactly what I'm getting. I don't believe in holding anything back. Um, right. But I am hearing that there will be time out of it. Okay. But if he has everything together the way he's supposed to, it won't be as much time as it normally would have been. Right. So there's always that chance now for that energy to change. Right. Depending on that particular day and what's happening. But as of now, because I don't read the future, I can give you a guidance for the future, and then you have to do with it what you want to. But as of now, they do show me some some time being spent. And how they do that is they show me him in a box. Okay. Oh, my, Judy. That means a lot to Judy and I. Okay. Yeah, it um, does. I mean, um... No, that, that, Judy and I will talk about this later, but uh, thank you, well, Becky, because no, that's I, very I clarifying. other two people that this was coming down, and he's like I said, he he left his phone in his car, and the car is two blocks away, and he's getting his uh, parking lot redone at his apartment house. And mm-hmm. he is in the chat room, so that's why I thought that I would ask and okay. but I'm see he, what's going on. 
He needs you know. to continue to meditate with Archangel Michael for that protection. And Archangel Shamuel, um, he's our angel that helps us to find things, so to speak, but it doesn't necessarily have to be money or keys. It can be jobs. It can be anything. And so I feel like there's something that's not being revealed about this, like something that is kind of hidden somewhere that he's not aware of, and that's why they're telling me that he needs to have all of his ducks in a row and make sure everything's in place the way it needs to be. Yeah, if there's something hidden, I don't even know what it is. I only got bits and pieces about I, what's going on. Yeah, you and know, I don't because... know either. They're not showing me. They're just telling me there are some hidden factors that he needs to really be doing some very good investigating on his own as well to find these out. And and I'm hearing those will be revealed to him as necessary throughout this process. Now, do you think it would help him if um, he actually, because he's being called a pedophile and everything else, and I know for a fact he's not a pedophile, do you think it would help him if he hired a lawyer or what have you to get that taken down? I mean, they're writing on uh, their blog and everything. He's a pedophile, and he's not. Well, and that's why they're telling me Archangel Shambuel, because he helps us with, with legal matters in that aspect. But no, mm-hmm. he, should, he should not go this alone. He definitely needs an attorney. Okay. Um, and And you're absolutely right in trusting him and the fact that he's not a pedophile. I do not see that. Not at all. They don't no, put not. a shadow over him at all. He um, actually, he has a brain tumor and he's like 89% blind. So uh-huh. he, he can't type too well on the computer or what have you because of his blindness. And um, they're saying that's a crock of baloney. Uh, actually, how I found out that he had a brain tumor was I spoke to his wife when he had a radio show going on and I was his co-host at the time. And his wife told me that um, the the mass had grown back uh-huh. in his head, and it was not able to be operated on. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does, so, do, do you, Heather, or do, does anyone that I'm putting this out there to see if anybody responds in the chat room also? Does anyone know what a cord cutting is? No. Okay. We'll see if anybody responds in the chat room while I Heather can. left us. Well, Heather I, left us, so. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, a cord cutting is when things can attach to us from other people's energies, and or people can. Um, how do I want to say it? Uh, we can just, you can be walking down the street and come in contact with a negative energy and it's like, kind of like, you know, those toys that they have for kids that you can throw it against the wall and it sticks. Um, it's kind of like that. And so we need to cut those cords away. I do it monthly. You can do it as often as you want, but it's like a detoxing. And you use All Archangel right. Michael and Archangel Raphael. And you right. start with your crown chakra and then you go all the way down. And you right. Archangel Michael to cut any cords coming to or from your crown chakra that do not belong there, and that whoever placed it there, that you forgive them and send them love and light. Then you ask Archangel Raphael to seal that area with his healing, loving light 
so that nothing else may attach. And then you thank them and you move to the next chakra. But I'm also feeling that this gentleman you're talking about needs that cord cutting big time. Right. So he can cut some of that energy away from him. Okay. And I preach this sea salt, sea salt, sea salt. Sea salt will help to wash away negative energy and allows positive to come in. And you can use sea salt for everything. And you don't have to get it from a metaphysical store where it's $30, $40 for a five-pound bag. Morton salt, carry it, and you can get it in your grocery store now. Right. So, um, but I, 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 big time I can see that. Now, in saying that, since it's like a detox, you need to drink a lot of water because it can make you feel flu-like or you, you can feel little things as you're going down through there. I always feel like I have pins and needles in the bottom of my feet when I do my cord cutting. Yeah. Um, but so that, I mean, that's for any of us. Any of us that work in this in this field in any way at all, we need to detach those cords from us that can come to us. So, right. Um, so it's a very important practice. Right. Heather left us. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Maybe she lost connection again. So hopefully she'll be back. Now, um, she wasn't comfortable about talking about this because she knows the person I'm talking about and she knows the other people I'm talking about, so she's not wasn't comfortable talking about it. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Even though I mentioned no names, um, I'm asking you for him because his phone is, like I said, in his car two blocks away mm-hmm. while they're repaving his uh, parking lot, uh-huh. you know? Okay. So, I mean, she basically left me high and dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, maybe she just needed to regather herself for a minute and she'll come back. Yeah, hopefully. So, hopefully. If you, you know. hear us, Heather, come back. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So, one to the next. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't have too many people in the... Um, chat room tonight okay for some reason i don't know why Mm -hmm. and And that's okay you know who i told everybody you know huh who needs to be there is who's there that's how i look at that yeah well there's only one person outside of me you and my other person that i asked about Uh (laughs) (laughs) you know uh uh, like i said he would call him but he doesn't have his phone right now yeah and that's okay I, I mean, I feel like he can hear us, so he he's getting what I'm giving him there. And um, yeah. And, and again, that that energy can be turned around. But there's, you know, the, if he has a hard time seeing, then you know maybe his wife or whoever can help him do some investigating and digging on it as well. But I just feel like there's some hidden information that he's not aware of. There's a lot of stuff going on with that case. Um, FBI is involved. Uh, district attorneys are involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and there's yeah. actually no need for any mm-hmm. of those people to be involved as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I'm just hearing very clearly that he cannot go this alone. No, he can't. So. No, he can't. And he does need the support of his friends and things as well, but um, he's well, definitely an he attorney. Was, he was kicked off of Blog Talk Radio 
over a year ago. Uh-huh. Okay. And it seems like everybody that he trusted to set him up radio shows and do radio shows with him, they all shut down. Well, I went and I set up a radio show for him, which I can't get into right now because obviously somebody changed the password or whatever, mm-hmm. okay, on the radio show, which, okay, well, you all deal with it on your own. That's the way I look at it. I got my own radio show. You deal with it. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I used to have mine, too. I, and and there was there was an attack on me. If, I'll just put it that way. There was an attack on me with that. And my radio show got removed, which really upset me very badly because everything that was being said was completely untrue. And um, Right. And it was all because... Like I said, I don't deal in the paranormal. I can see them. I've done investigating, but I don't know how to remove a spirit from someone. And this person had a spirit attached to them that wasn't a good spirit, and they were upset with me, not the person that it was attached to, but the mother and the aunt were upset with me because I wouldn't remove the spirit. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't know how. You need okay, to the only that way that. to... And so I got attacked and lied about Was him. it a human spirit or demonic spirit? That's what you have to look at. I, okay. I'm, I'm not going to say it was demonic, but it was not nice. Okay, it was an angry spirit. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're kind of hard to remove. I had an ordeal with an angry spirit in a house that I did. Uh-huh. And... He happened to be a reverend, and he got ousted out of the church in England, ousted out of the church in Boston, ousted out of the church in Windsor, Connecticut. So he was very angry, and he did not like women or children. Uh-huh. Uh, to say the least, we couldn't get him out of the house. He was just not leaving. Uh-huh. I know where he hides. And till this day, I don't know why spirits like to hide in closets. And till this day, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, that's and I good... know they like to hide in closets. That I do know. <laughs> yeah, but why? I what don't is know. The I think it's because it's a usually it's more of a dark place, um, and they feel like they're out of sight and out of mind, so to speak. So I mean, he's hurt many women and children, and. Uh, the people that actually purchased the house, they noticed uh, the house was listed on my website. Uh-huh. And they asked me to please remove it, which I did promptly. I removed it when they asked me to because I live there now, and that would be like invasion of privacy. Exactly. So I removed it, and I sent them the report. The new people that bought the house, I sent them, them my report what was going on there. I sent them pictures and everything else, and I asked them if they wanted me to come back in. And they said, no, we don't need you to come in. Well, they had problems one after another in that house. They left the house, but they rented it out. And their tenants could not stay no more than six months at a time. Uh-huh. This This spirit here, he's on... Uh, even though he's a reverend, he's on the borderline of being demonic. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, 
right now the house is well it's a uh it's uh the house is historical so they can't gonna, tear it down. They can't do yeah. anything with it. And I was going to say, I feel like that spirit's attached to that house more than anything. He feels like it's his and he doesn't want anyone there. Well, yeah, that house actually, it comes down from Cotton Mather from the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, okay. Okay. He had went from, he landed in Boston. He went from Boston to Salem. From Salem, um, Cotton Mather was in Salem and... This reverend is a relative of his. Uh-huh. Before him, there was an Eliakim, and Eliakim actually got the the land from Cotton Mather. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. But so, anyway. I mean, this just went down in a family, and he is a very, very angry old man. Uh-huh. He killed he killed his daughter. Oh goodness. Who was still in the house. Wow. His daughter had tuberculosis and uh he actually took her downstairs in the basement when they had the, the dirt basement where the well was mm-hmm. back then. And uh he buried her alive. Oh goodness. She was eighteen months old. Wow. You know, they always say, well, if you don't know the spirit's name, give it a name. So my daughter says, well, her, we'll call her Anna. Well, come to find out her real name was Anna. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, in the well, there's underneath the cement right now, there's many, many slaves buried there. Um, I got an EVP out of there that said, Go to the basement. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm not going back down that basement. I don't even like basement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> so I wasn't going back down there, but um, I had spoke to the real estate company that had this house on the market. Uh-huh. I spoke to Debbie Colley and explained to her what I experienced in the house. And she says, you know, I often went to the house and there were the lights turned down and the, and the ceiling fans going and what have you. Well, come to find out, Debbie Colley was taking a, a couple on the last walkthrough of the house uh-huh. before they purchased it. She heard her name being called and she turned her head to look and she got pushed down the stairs. Wow. And... uh she ended up with a broken collarbone. She had a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. Arm. Yeah, so she left the real estate business. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So. Well, that's just like the house I went to. I found a house in South Carolina, and me and my son were down there. Mm-hmm. And the real estate woman didn't know me for nothing. Didn't know what I did. Didn't know what I was about. She gets out of the car, and she says, she just takes one look at me and she says, oh, you don't want this house. I'm like, why don't I want the house? Well, there's, and this is before I even went in the house. I'm like, why don't I want the house? Oh, there's a lot wrong with it. You don't want the house. I'm like, why don't I want the house? She says, oh, believe me, you don't want this house. There's just too much wrong. Well, what's wrong with the house? I said, is it haunted or something? 
And she never answered me. And I'm like, well, can you take me in the house? Can I see the inside of the house? Mm-hmm. Well, I walked in there, and it's just like people picked up their clothes and left really hurry, in a hurry. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. So I was there, and they had an entertainment center there. Becky, I'm telling you what, they had this entertainment center up there. On top of the entertainment center, there was this doll sitting in a rocking chair, uh-huh. like a little wicker rocking chair. Mm-hmm. I looked at my son, I said, I don't like that doll. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about that doll I did not like. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because I was at a place where this woman collected dolls like similar to that, and, and it she had bought this old nursing home, and she had the dolls sitting there, and she wanted me to see if I could tell her about the dolls. And um, so I talked to her about each one, and then she took me in and showed me a video where she had, where they had sent her the information on each doll she bought. As she bought it, they would send her, you know, the things that would go on with, with that particular doll. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because I had never done that before. And I was amazed that, how much spirit had given me about each one of them as if, as if the dolls were alive. It was just, wow. You know, so. I have right now in my room, I have 17 spirited dolls. Oh, wow. I have crossed everyone over except for the baby. Uh-huh. His name is Ralphie. And his mother drowned him in a tub. Everybody else is crossed over with the understanding that they can come back here and visit. Uh That's the understanding. Yes. So it's like I have vessels. Spirits use dolls as vessels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Everybody crossed over, so I'm not worried about them. Uh-huh. Like I said, the only one that's still here is Ralphie, and he has a little bell attached to his hand, and when he gets excited, he rings the bell. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the dolls that I have, it's because I'm looking at dolls, and I have Ralphie sitting with me because he's a baby. He's only three years old. Mm-hmm. But I have him sit with Mommy, so yeah. I have him sit with me, and... It's funny because when I bring up the dolls on the computer, he'll start, like, ringing his bell, like, you got to get her. you got to get it. you got to get it. And it's like, okay, and I wear the doll, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So, well, if if you have anybody, it's 815, if you have anybody that, you know, wants to call in or anything, you, I'm more than willing to do short readings for them or um they have a couple questions they'd like to ask or whatever, I'm more than willing to do that also. Okay. I have a guest in here that just asked questions, so and for them to call in. I mean, if not, you know, it's like I mean, I schedule my shows for two hours, and if we last two hours, we last two hours. Uh-huh. Um, I advertise it as you were given readings and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you say someone asked a question? Uh, 
Yeah, she said very negative people were the cause. Were the cause to what? I don't understand. <laughs> um, she may be referring to the fact of my radio show being canceled. Or now, me, whoever said that because now, uh, it was negative people. This is, uh, she came in, like, her name is, I believe, Robin. Okay, yeah, Robin, Robin um, Savory, S-A-V-O-Y. There's no last name. It's okay. just Robin. Well, I have a Robin that's one of my clients, and she knows what happened with my radio program, and she does know that it was negative people and things. So, right. That that very well could be who it, who said that, and what, that's why they said that. Um, because I'm saying, hey, Robin, call in. <laughs> huh? Otherwise, I just have that other gentleman on the phone that I asked you about. Okay. And uh, I'm. In chat, and he doesn't have his phone right now, so otherwise he would have probably called in, uh-huh. you know? Okay, yeah. yeah Robin but I mean, I, um, I'm like in shock and devastated tonight. I really am. Mm-hmm. And that could be why there's not a lot of people there too, Judy, because, you know, you're trying to deal with some grief right now, and, and yet you're trying to do what you're supposed to be doing with your show, you know, and, and so it's kind of like a lot on your shoulders. And so, like I said, when... Well, I got this news like an hour before the show, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And, you know, spirit, you, you know as well as I do, spirit runs things, and so they probably just didn't want to overwhelm tonight, which is fine. And um, that's why I said whoever's supposed to be in the chat room will be in there, and if there's nobody there, then nobody's supposed to be there. And if it's packed, then it's supposed to be packed. So She's going to gallop by my window tonight and winning. Oh, I can I hear her. she I, will. Yes, yeah, she will. So, I don't know. I don't know. Was she kind of muscular? Mm-hmm. Because I see her as a big horse. but And I don't know whether you know what happened or not, but I keep hearing very clearly that it was her heart, that she had an, over, had an overlarged heart, an over-enlarged heart. They just corrected me. An overly enlarged heart. I don't know how that could be because... She was vetted twice a year, and the vet never told me that. But that doesn't mean that it's not something that couldn't have happened. I mean, athletes end up with large hearts, and they don't even – nobody knows it. Until well, she was very, very – she was very, very athletic. So, she yeah. did a lot of barrel racing, a lot of pole bending, a lot of chasing of the cows. Yeah, right and there, then know. shows you, you know, because your heart's a muscle, and it can be built up just like any other muscle. But I, I just – heard that it that she had an enlarged heart and so that it was a heart attack. And that's yeah, why it was so that. quick and why she just dropped. Yeah, she just dropped. So she went quickly. She did not suffer. That's a good thing to know, you know? Yes. She's going to be missed early, believe oh, me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I love her with all my heart, even though I... I owned her, but I didn't own her. You know what I'm saying? I uh-huh. had her registration papers, but I no longer owned her. Uh-huh. And it hurts me. Yeah, of course she it does. She was my best friend. Of course it does. I you know? tease my dogs at times that if you guys don't straighten up, I'm going to get rid of you. And yet, on the other hand, I would be lost without them. And I have one that's not well at all. And, and he's not that old, but um, I could lose him any time, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know what I'd do if I lose him. 
And I don't know, do you know if they could send something through another animal because... Oh, absolutely they can. Okay, one of my kittens here, she just turned nine months today. Mm-hmm. And it's like I play with that with the kittens with a laser light. Uh-huh. And one of the kittens, after five minutes of playing, she would be panting, 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 panting. Hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I've never seen a cat pant like that. And I believe we have Robin on the phone. Okay. Hi, Hello, Robin. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Good. What's up? What, what, I'm doing good. What's your question? Well, I was told to call in something about the um, Becky Freo show. I stepped away from the computer for a little bit. My husband, Bill, told me. Oh, well, you made a comment that about negative people. I yes, it was negative people. About my radio show. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I was telling Judy, that, it was probably, that you probably were commenting about that because you knew all about what had happened with that and stuff. Yes, yeah, well, know. I don't even know what happened with that. I never <laughs> even knew Becky had a radio show. So, you know, this is like the first for me. <laughs> it was called Whispers from Beyond. And okay, it a, well. It was a really good show, and we loved it. It was a shame that... Um, one negative person can influence others. And I got the feeling it was also a lot of jealousy. So, Well, you know. I think she wanted to be like I, Becky. That's what I find, Robin, is even in the field of the paranormal, okay, you have um, people that are doing, like, great work in the paranormal world, and you have these other people that aren't doing too good, and all of a sudden – this one's talking about this one, and they try to bring the other one down, and you can't really bring the other one down because they're way up, and it's like they talk a lot, a lot of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's sad because there's plenty of it out there for each and every one of us. You don't have to worry about, you know, if you're if you're wanting to move up, you'll move up. You just have to give yourself that time, you know, especially if you're new into it. But, um, right. it, I mean, it was very hard because the the day that I found out they were pulling my show was, it was the day of my show that night. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so, I mean, it was a big thing. Yeah, but who who did you go with? Um, I'm not going to say because I, you know, just like with you, with your friend, I, it, right. there's no reason but to really I, I, discuss I'm it telling anymore, you, I but, mean, I got pulled off a show because of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, my show got shut down. And now I'm on this platform and I haven't had a problem since. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um but that's why you didn't know because I don't I don't really discuss it. The people that were regulars to my show every week, they were totally aware of it because there were posts put on I didn't even know your about your show. Yeah. And that's what you I'm know, I, I never I just, even knew you had a radio show. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have been listening. About two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I posted it all the time. I, I, I can't remember if I posted it in Ghost Girls or not, but I did post it on my page. I think it was in Soul Connections and on your page. Yeah, yeah, I, I put it on both places. Because so. I was all sharing it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. my regular listeners, listeners would share it. But that's, it was called Whispers from Beyond. 
But, I mean, you have these people that are jealous. They'll call into whatever host you have. They'll call in and try to get you ruined and make up lies about you and everything else. Well, that's what happened to me on one radio uh, show where I was hosting before mm-hmm. on, their, on their, you know, they they, they make up lies. And but it's the same in the world, too. It's not just in the metaphysical world. It's in the world, period. You know, people... This person all that was involved with... It's all over. It's, it's horrible. It's all over. You Go know? ahead, Robin. This person that was involved with Becky's show, I think she was just a miserable person and wanted attention. And she's, this is how she solved to get it. Yeah, but there again... It's attention. Yep. Yes. And what what we call people like that are attention whores. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say it, but that's what we call them. Uh, yes, I've yes. heard that phrase before. <laughs> I know quite a few people like that. Um, I knew this one gentleman that said, I have nobody in my life. My house is falling apart. My dogs don't like me. I have one bullet left in my gun, and I'm going to use it, and I don't care if it's on the cops. Oh, gosh. So, you know, all of a sudden you just think, okay, well, I'm going to commit suicide. So you call the local authorities, and the next thing you know, they're not talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So you try to save their life. So and since there was something said about dogs, congratulations, Robin. Robin's dogs have now been – have now became – Therapy dogs for hospice. We are very happy. Yes, you should be. Very That's wonderful. That's I, a good thing. I'm on top nine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my I'm dogs are nine. therapy dogs also, but I but I can take them to nursing homes and things like that. But you know, I never thought about hospice and and. And that's weird since I've had so many in my family that have passed because of cancer. But therapy dogs. You know, it takes a lot of. It takes great strength to work in hospice. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. Um, I remember when my dad was put in hospice, uh-huh. okay, and uh, this was like the last seven days of his life. He was put in hospice, and um, the nurse there, she was wonderful. And even because he was on um with the Visiting Nurse Association, the VNA. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, if you're affiliated with the VNA and then you call in their hospice, you have five days to die. Oh, goodness. You can't say when the person is going to die. Well, after five days, I mean, they cut us off with my dad and... We had this one uh, Jamaican nurse that was working for another company through the VNA, and she said, if you want me to stay, I'll stay. And we hired her privately mm-hmm. to stay with my dad. and He was, like, alive just another two days. But, I mean, how can they d- decide... When you have to die, I mean, it's not, it's God's, it's God's. No, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that either. That is, yeah. In Connecticut, if you're with the VNA, 
through Medicare, it's uh-huh. five days. Five days. Hmm. You got five days to die. If you don't die, oh, well, you're screwed. Wow. <laughs> Better get better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, there was no coming back for my dad because he was like 92 years old, so mm-hmm. there was no coming back for for him, you know? Yeah, my mom was in hospice as well for her last week. And that's another reason why I'm just so strong. I'm pulled strongly to it to uh, go to nursing homes and and I like to be with ones that don't have any family. Mm-hmm. I, even if I don't take my little Grace with me, I could I would do it just by myself. Well, that's awesome work that you're doing, and you definitely will be blessed and rewarded for that. I can't wait. But to you know what? It. You know what's really strange. I could handle a person dying, but I can't handle an animal dying. I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very hard. So. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, it's very, very hard. So. Yeah, I think because we wonder how much do they understand, but I think they actually understand better than we do. Oh, I, you're absolutely right, Robin. Because animals, they're, they're unconditional. Animals are completely unconditional. They they don't know how to be anything else. So They have unconditional love. Right. For mm-hmm. everybody. Okay. Well, and I think they have kind of like a sense of where they're going before. I can't put it into words, but I just, they know more than what we think they do. Right. And, yeah, they do. But, yeah, it is, it's like uh, the, the thing with movies. I don't care who dies, just don't kill the dog. Well, I'm sure my horse didn't know this was coming. I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Any any animal, it's just like if an animal's going to die in it, I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard. I mean, it is very hard. Um, it, mm-hmm. I mean, I used to work for a vet's office, um, and I remember when I first worked there because they had the the crematorium outside. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first started working there, they had the freezer full of dead cats. In a freezer. And they used to take and, like, say if you bought your dog in to be put down, you wanted them cremated for the ashes. Well, I'll tell you now, people, when you have your pets cremated, you never know what you're getting. That's true. That's absolutely true. No, I'm serious. I said that's true. Yeah. Because, I mean, we used to get a person that used to bring in their dog and they wanted a dog's ashes. Well, we throw like five or six cats in there and they're getting a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why um, when I had one of my puppies put down, the vet said to me, do you want the ashes? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what am I going to say? You know? Mm-hmm. What am I going to say? I don't want the ashes because I know it's not totally my my dog's ashes. Mm-hmm. Even with people, I mean, how do you know that's actually your loved one's ashes? Uh-huh. Exactly. Huh? I said absolutely, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, my dad was uh, cremated. And it was like, he passed away on a Thursday. Monday, he still wasn't cremated. I'm like, what's taking so long? And they turn around and said to me, well, it's a three-day process. And I'm like, inquiring minds want to know. So I asked why, and I was told why. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy it. (laughs) You know? Right. First I heard of that one, too. Yeah. (laughs) Becky, you'll be answering calls later or answering questions later? I can answer right now because she only has 30 minutes left on her show. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, this is about Max. Okay. My dear Max, and I, I, he has lost something here, and we cannot find it. And it's like I'm getting, I, I, I don't know why I haven't thought to ask you this before. Okay. <laughs> because I've prayed to St. Anthony, I've prayed to angels, I'm, please tell me where this is, and I'm getting nothing. Okay. And Archangel Shamuel is our angel to help us find things, by the way. So. Yes. And I keep forgetting that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for your angel classes. Yeah. You've got to get them well, going. They're, they'll be started back up here again. I'm working on getting my um, conference thing set up for Skype again. Um, okay. So that, that there's room for people to Skype in. Um, and Max is the dog, isn't it? No. My Max, my big Max. Oh, didn't you have a dog named Max at one time? Yeah, I did when I was a kid. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm seeing... <laughs> I, I instantly saw a dog with you. And yes, I had a sofa. Okay, well, there we go. That's why that <laughs> that would come in. Thomas Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm hearing to look behind things. It's very inconspicuous, so things will have to be moved. But it's it's down in behind something heavy. It's like I see it inside something. Like, for instance, if you'd be sitting on the sofa and something fell out of your pocket and went between the cushions. Uh-huh. It looks to me like it's behind something, and whatever it's it's behind, it's it's kind of like partially under it and partially behind it. But whatever okay, it is, what, it's heavy. That's it's behind a plastic bag. Whatever it is, it's a plastic bag. A plastic bag is something that is involved with it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I will start. I do have one place that I have not looked, and I. It is heavy, and that's one reason why I haven't. <laughs> I'm going to do that tomorrow. Uh, yeah, because Bill will be going to bed soon, so I won't keep him awake. But I'll do that tomorrow. Thank you so much, Becky. You're in a, quite in a closet. In a closet. Thanks for thanks for your support, oh, Robin. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Yeah, well, she's the only caller we had. I mean, we could end this if you want to, you know. I usually schedule for two hours. It depends on how the guests feel. Yeah, well, if we don't have anybody else in the chat room and there's no more callers, then, you know, there's no reason to to hang on here. We have her in the chat room and my friend that has his phone. He's lost the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, yeah, we could end the show. Um, I will send you the archive of the show. Okay. It will be on SoundCloud. That's where I have all my shows. Okay. And it was a gr- it was a great show, Becky, and yeah. I thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me and you know, I'd be more than happy to do it another time.
Okay, thanks, Beck. You're welcome. Have a good evening. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.